Booster is excited to support DIA Schools Collaborative on furthering the missions of our respective organizations through Follow to Lead podcast and other DIA programming. Visit ChooseBooster.com for details on Booster's school fundraising events, technology, and customized spirit gear. Booster can help your Catholic school meet and exceed its fundraising goals. Learn more today. Welcome to Follow to Lead, where we discover how to listen for and follow God's call so that we might lead others to God. Our shared stories of inspiration from religious leaders and those active in the educational ministry of the church can help you know better how God is calling you and the role passionate Catholic education plays in spreading His message of faith, hope, and love. Now please welcome the hosts of Follow to Lead, Father Randy Sly and Kyle Pietrantonio. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Christ the Teacher, teach us to listen. Teach us to do the deep listening to the sounds of our soul, waiting to hear your voice calling us to cast out deeper, to become fishers of men and women, shepherds of souls, to follow your will in order to lead others to the truth, beauty, and goodness only you can offer. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, welcome to Follow to Lead, a journey twice a month into the world of Catholic education, exploring what it means to follow God in order to lead others to Him. I'm Father Randy Sly, your host. Today, we will be talking with Rachel Ullman, Executive Director of the Given Institute in Baltimore, Maryland. The Given Institute is a nonprofit organization dedicated to activating the gifts of young adult women for the Catholic Church and the world. Prior to joining Given, Rachel worked in the Archdiocese of Baltimore for over 12 years, supporting parishes and schools with their advancement efforts. She also taught theology courses in Catholic schools and served as campus minister at Mount DeSales Academy under the leadership of the Dominican Sisters of St. Cecilia. She is a graduate of the Franciscan University in Steubenville, where she majored in theology and catechetics, and she obtained her master's degree in education administration from jobs from Johns Hopkins University. Rachel serves on the board of directors for the Mother Mary Lang Guild for Canonization and the St. Kateri Conservation Center. Her hobbies include playing the harp, which has taken her all over the world, and spending time with her husband and her three young children. Rachel, welcome to the program. Thank you for having me, Father. Well, you know, we want to spend the majority of our time focusing on the Given Institute, but we always like to take time to have our guests share a little bit about their background. Could you tell us a little bit about your family and your upbringing? Sure. Yeah, I'm a Baltimore girl. I was born here and still planted my roots here. So I'm very blessed that my parents raised me in the Catholic faith. I'm a cradle Catholic. But what was really special and unique about my childhood is my parents were involved in a charismatic Christian community. So every Sunday we would go to mass in the morning and then go to prayer meetings in the afternoon. So I had a really unique childhood. And I have found as I am now wife and mother and raising my own family, how 
important community is in our formation and that my parents were so serious about being faithful to the church and to the sacraments and also a personal relationship with Jesus Christ that that was embedded in me as a young child. So love that I have a really unique faith story, but also now today I'm married, I have three kids and we're continuing that with our own family here in Baltimore. Now, I've got to ask you about the harp. That intrigued me when I saw that on your bio, that the harp became an important part of your life. This sounds like more than just a passing interest to you. (laughs) Yes, I amazingly showed interest when I was eight years old. And so my parents, they said, this is the time to pick up an instrument. You know, you're at that point, you should start learning a musical instrument. And so the amazing thing is I didn't start on the typical route of the piano or the flute or something like that. And instead that very same week we're having that conversation, I was at a party with my parents at our local parish. It was a going away event for a priest. And there was a harpist that was the musical entertainment. And so I grabbed my mom and I said, that's what I want to play. (laughs) And the neat thing is that my parents took it seriously and they went right up to that woman and asked her if she would give lessons and it just snowballed from there. So I studied at Peabody and it became a a bit of a part-time career for me. When I was a single young adult, I started my own business called Charm City Harpist. I played for weddings and special events all over the area and really was a real blessing in my life and taught me so many important skills that remain with me today. So in addition to your career as a harpist, then you trained and were involved in teaching theology and also catechesis and then in diocesan with the Archdiocese of Baltimore. How did you get from that world to given to the given institute yeah it's an awesome holy spirit moment so i had been serving in the archdiocese for a long time and had a very nice comfortable job and role and it was in february of 2019 that friend of mine had asked me if i could teach her natural family planning and i said sure you know here's all the books that i read and all the charts and the stickers etc and And she said, Rachel, I can't read all these books. I don't have the attention span for it. It's, can you just give me a website? And I told her, I said, well, you know, I I don't know of one. When I first learned NFP 10 years ago, there wasn't, but I'll, I'll try and find one for you, right? And so I did a simple Google search and found this incredible resource called managingyourfertility.com. And it was perfect. You know, it had all the different methods, access to doctors, different apps that you can download, everything that she needed. And so I was just so grateful to the Lord that this existed. And I read on the about page, I wanted to know who made this website. And I found out that it was a young adult woman in her 20s. Her name's Bridget, who attended the Given Forum in 2016. And her action plan was to create this resource. And I just was floored, you know, I said, Lord, I need to be involved and given whatever this is, I need to be involved. And so I inquired about being a mentor and then they ended up hiring me as the executive director. So it was just an incredible, surprising Holy Spirit moment for me. Well, and for those who don't know what Given is all about, what is the Given Institute and how, how did it get started? 
Yes, so Given is a nonprofit that's dedicated to activating the gifts of women for the church and the world. So we were founded in 2016, actually by religious sisters who received a large grant and were given the opportunity to dream big and start something new. The sisters are part of CMSWR, that's a collaborative of religious sisters here in the U.S., they looked at the landscape of the United States and they said, you know what, we don't think there's an apostolate for women in their 20s. We want to support young adult women in this transitional decade in their lives that is filled with so much, so many big discernment decisions. And once they leave those pockets of networks of support, that they need a new network. They need a network of Catholic female leaders. And so Given was born. We host an annual leadership forum where young adult women in their 20s apply to be a part of that event of leadership training and faith formation. But ultimately the best part is that the young adults are then paired with a dedicated mentor who works with them for an entire year after the forum on spiritual, professional, personal development, but ultimately, on that action plan. So that example of Bridget and her managing your fertility website, every young adult who applies to come to Given writes an action plan. And so she puts to paper tangibly how she's going to use her gifts in the service of the gospel. And that's what we do is ultimately we accelerate and activate the gifts of women in service of the gospel. Well, I know here in Kansas City, when I was the president of St. Michael High School, we hosted a given gathering there at the school a few years ago. Is a, a, the given gathering something that is normally done or how did that come about? Yeah, that's so awesome. So actually, another young adult participant of the 2016 forum, her action plan was to host that given gathering in Kansas City. So a local taste of given a one day event that gives women in the local area the opportunity to receive that formation and leadership training so yes because of that young woman's initiative and her yes given gatherings are still happening and available all over the country so typically an, an alumna approaches us and the given staff and says i want to bring given to my hometown right so we plan and implement a one-day event that still follows the themes of given which is to first receive the gift that you are second to realize the gifts you've been given and then finally to respond with the gift only you can give and so we move through those themes and then ultimately launch local female leaders in their own hometowns the alumni have different opportunities for continued formation we have a program called given academy that has specific skills leadership trainings we also have programs like the Given Gatherings where they can get together in their local communities. They're involved in private Facebook groups and LinkedIn groups for continued collaboration amongst the women of all of the different cohort years. Tell me a little bit about some of the alums that you have. Are, have, are you seeing some really great fruit in the women that have gone through the program? Oh, we really are. So we have, of those 600 alumni, uh, they're all incredible women who are continuing to live out their faith vibrantly and boldly. And there are some action plans that have been really outstanding and have continued their traction even years into their experience with us. I love talking about Samantha Kelly. So she is a given alumna who founded a nonprofit as her action plan called Fierce Athlete. 
And so Samantha herself was a D1 soccer player in college. And she had this drive and this great desire to be able to help female athletes to know their identity in Christ first, <laughs> right? Because that's definitely a very volatile situation oftentimes, female college athletics, right? So Sam hosts week-long sports camps for young women. Mm -hmm. They could be in high school, they could be in college, but ultimately soccer camps, strength, strengthening camps that she incorporates theology of the body teachings into those athletic experiences, which is really amazing. So she's someone that I would definitely invite you all to check out her website, Fierce Athlete with Samantha Kelly. Another story that I love to tell is Catherine Fassbender, and she's a woman who works in the medical field, but she has a real heart for persons who suffer from dementia. And so her action plan was about creating a curriculum for those with dementia to be able to continue their faith formation because they're persons that can't really sign up for your average Bible study in the parish, right? And so she has created a website uh, called Hem of Christ and a curriculum for different faith formation opportunities for families to help their family members suffering from dementia and continue their formation. Well, those are just great stories of young women who have gone on to do some amazing things. I know we're looking at uh, having Samantha on one of our programs very soon. Great. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah, we're, we're excited about, about having her on. You know, speaking of Samantha, what she's involved in, which is going to be, I think, very liberating for a lot of young women in their lives, we're dealing with a lot of stress in the area of just womanhood right now. And yes, we are. Do you have any words of wisdom that you can give to young women right now as they're kind of trying to navigate through these crazy times? Yeah, you know, Father, I hadn't read that yet, and it just makes my heart sink. And it's so unfortunate because I'm a mother of a seven-year-old daughter, and I see for a, such a young person that right now is being formed in all of the different areas of knowledge that how confusing is that? That she can't even look up the definition of a woman in the dictionary and it not match how God designed us. Two persons, male and female, right? He created them. So what I would just say to young women who are facing this is that we need to be bold and brave in our faith and in the truth and the natural law. And so to study up, right, to be able to listen to well-formed leaders in the church so that you can get your facts straight, <laughs> you can know what the church teaches and be able to respond boldly and not to be bullied into submission. I think that's something really beautiful about women is that we are very strong and brave. I mean, you think of Queen Esther in the Bible, right? Did the most brave and bold thing against even what the law said at that time, right? We think about the Blessed Mother and how brave she was in accepting Jesus Christ as her son. Again, she could have been completely blamed and even killed for that. And so I just want to encourage women to be bold in our faith and not to stand down. Oh, that's really wonderful to hear. And I know a lot of women really need that kind of affirmation right now in, in a world that is just really crazy to navigate for sure. Right. I, I know you spent some time in, in Catholic schools 
in working there and working on a variety of different processes in terms of being a theology teacher, but also working with administrators and advancement, kind of giving you a different viewpoint of, of Catholic education. As you look at the, the girls and young women in our Catholic schools, what do you see as their major need right now? Hmm. Witnesses. I, I said that back when I was a teacher in the classroom, and I'll say that again right now, that young people need true witnesses of faith. You know, you can teach from the textbook as, as best as you can, but if you are not living the faith, radically and in alliance with the church then it's for naught you know it's a waste of time and it's a waste of the parents money for their catholic tuition dollars so i really strongly believe that we need witnesses we need catholic school principals we need catholic school teachers that are living the faith they're going to mass on sunday they are true to their marriages right they are raising their children in the faith they're not contracepting i mean all of those things, which uh, maybe seem to be simple, they're really important. They're really important for students to be able to look up to their teachers and say, okay, this Catholic thing's for real. And they're joyful and happy and they love being Catholic and they love living out the faith. This sounds to me like what the young men need as well is examples. They need just, you know, faith-filled, spirit-filled teachers, administrators, and others in their lives that are modeling manhood rather than having to look at all of these different alternatives. It's so true. You know, I, I can speak for my husband, who's a convert to the Catholic faith, that it's really only through witnesses that he came to the church. He went through RCIA, right? He did all the right things, but it wasn't necessarily that experience that be, he became a believer, right? It's because of other men who were in our lives who witnessed to him a joyful, faith-filled life. And so I just strongly encourage that for all Catholic school teachers and administrators that that you make smart hiring choices <laughs> when you hire new teachers, when you hire the aides, when you hire the cleaning staff. I mean, anybody right? That they are witnesses of Christ. Well, that sounds wonderful. And, uh, you know, one of the things, and again, you were involved in Assassin administration for a time. And, you know, we, we've had some really troubling reports concerning what's going on in the American Catholic Church in terms of the demographics and all of that. A lot of our audience are made up of uh, Catholic school leaders who are in the trenches right now in this current situation. As a leader of an apostolate and one that's had involvement in schools, what kind of encouragement and counsel advice do you have for Catholic school leaders who are just really trying to navigate these really interesting waters? Mm. Well, one, I'd say trust in God's providence. So it is more important to stay true to your principles and the faith than maybe accepting money from a donor or from the government that will compromise our, our Catholic faith. So I would certainly say trust in God's providence. You know, that grant from the state <laughs> that may force you to change your handbook because of possibly discriminatory language, as an example, don't take the money. 
Instead, trust in God's providence. If the Lord wants to bless your school, your ministry, your work, he'll provide. Um, and the second thing that I would say is find a network of support. So I completely understand the whole aspect of navigating church politics and uh, making sure that you talk to the right people. So find those persons at the local Catholic center, the diocesan hierarchy that you know will back you up, right? That you know will support you in being a Catholic leader and spend time with them, right? Take them out to coffee, take them out to lunch, get to know them well, support them in response, right? And I really know that that took me a long way, was making sure I had the right relationships around me to support me when very difficult scenarios came up. And so I would recommend that as well. Okay, thank you. That's, so those are great pieces of wisdom. And I really love the idea that God will provide faithfully. And you just need to go and tell your story to people who have ears to hear. And yes. he, he, it can really help to really bring about that mission within within your school or whatever it is that you're doing for the Lord. Well, I'd like to thank you, Rachel Allman, for being our guest here on Follow to Lead. And if people want to know more about Given, where can they go? Yes, you can go on our website, which is giveninstitute.com. And also we're on social media on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Given Institute. Very good. And I know you had the forum just about last month, and I understand it was a, an amazing event. It was, yes. If anybody has the chance to go on our website, subscribe to our newsletter, because we will be releasing the talks from the Given Forum that are open and available to anyone on our YouTube channel, and we'll incrementally be releasing them over the next couple months. We had keynotes from Sister Mary Madeline Todd, a Nashville Dominican, Heather Kim, who's the host of the Abiding Together podcast, Sister Josephine Garrett, just wow. amazing Catholic female leaders. And we also had smaller, shorter talks and witnesses from other women from all different spheres of life. So I really recommend that you all stay tuned on our YouTube channel to be able to hear those talks yourself. Oh, that is wonderful to hear. Now, again, Rachel, thank you so much for being with us today on Follow to Lead. And also to our audience, if you haven't yet subscribed to our podcast, please do so. And we invite you to leave a, leave a comment in order to encourage us toward future programming. We also want to thank our intern, Alex Shire, for assisting in the production of this podcast. May Almighty God bless you. We'd like to thank you for joining us on this episode of Follow to Lead, a production of the Duke and Altum Schools Collaborative. To learn more about finding your own path in your journey of faith, or for more information on what we discussed in today's episode, you are invited to follow us on social media and visit us on the web at diaschools.org. To provide a one-time donation or monthly pledge, please visit our website. Your gift will aid us in providing up-to-date information, additional resources, and other support on how to take Catholic education to a higher level. We look forward to helping you follow God's call to lead others to God right here on Follow to Lead.